And I remember I was sitting at my desk and my phone exploded in a sense that I was getting messages from my cousins, sorry, aunties, <laughs> uncles being like, oh my goodness, you're trying for a baby. I was like, what? Uh, it was Look. quite fun. And I was, and then I remember thinking, I like looked and I was like, what are they talking about? And I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh no, what has wifey done? <laughs> I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, okay, so she's having a tough day. Hey, I'm Hayley. And I'm Fiona. And welcome, welcome to, to What the IVF. IVF. Another episode, another day, another dollar. <laughs> no dollars. <laughs> Definitely no dollars. And more dollars. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> so guys, I want to once again say thank you to all of you who have been listening, tuning in. Um, all the reviews, we are also... Thrilled. Re- yeah. Who doesn't love reading a review about themselves, honestly? I know. (laughs) Our heads Um, can barely fit through the door. Well, (laughs) one of our heads anyway. (laughs) Joking. (laughs) But we actually threw out this week uh, the possibility for you guys to ask us any questions and heaps of you responded and so we can't actually get to all the questions but what we're hoping to do is to answer a couple each week. So... This week, uh, we have a question. Uh, we won't call say who they're from, but uh, what was important to you in choosing a donor if you chose an unknown donor? So I guess as a couple, we have said we don't really want to talk too much about um, the process of choosing our donor. But I guess from my perspective, when we were first sort of undertaking our journey, I actually um, – when we were speaking to our counsellor about um, f- finding a donor, um, I was really interested in – because anyone that goes to the clinics to don- donate sperm has to go through counselling. And so I was just asking her what uh, – if, if someone was to come into the clinic um, and they were visibly either unwell, um, overweight, um, just those kind unhealthy. of – Unhealthy in particular, um, would that be uh, would that be enough for them to not be allowed to donate sperm? Because from my perspective, I know that I've battled with my weight over the years and I would just really want that the main thing for, for us, I guess, in a donor would be someone who, for me, well, yeah, is, that is fit and healthy. Yeah. Um, who's active, um, that kind of thing. And she actually said that if someone – was severely overweight, they probably wouldn't be allowed to donate sperm. I think she said they definitely wouldn't be allowed to donate sperm because yeah. of the health risks that it comes that comes with it. But yeah. like you said, you struggled with weight growing up and, and, you know, you've always had your battles with weight. So that was always something that you wanted to I hopefully mean, avoid for our future child. I mean, yeah, I don't want to give our poor child like genetically to prone people to – being obese. So <laughs> You're not obese. I'm not obese, but I am prone to being obese. Oh, you know, well, it's genetically, it's there. I just got to battle it. Fit and healthy is battle the answer. <laughs> we, we are looking for someone who is fit and yeah. healthy. Um, and also kindness was also a big one for us. Yeah. You but, look, you know, Hayley wanted a model, but I was like, mm, models. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I've got one, why not have two? <laughs> oh. uh, and the next question we had was, what do you wish you knew about IVF before starting. Um, this one's a, a tough one. Um, I I think I wish someone had told us. I mean, it seems pretty silly, but I wish someone had 
told us just how um, little interaction you actually have with your fertility specialist. specialist. Because in my mind I had – I mean, you, because you are investing so much money, I just was like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be speaking to them every day. They're gonna hold our hand through this whole process. This whole they'll thing. be there. They'll be at our, you know, they'll be there for but all the questions. But it's actually, you know, you're directed to a nurse team or you know, the anyone else in the clinic that sort of handles those kinds of questions. So you're not actually talking to the same person, or you might talk to someone like a cup, a few, a select few regularly, but you don't." have a lot of access or communication with your actual your fertility dad. specialist. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that would have been nice to have a little heads up on, on that How front. Works. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess some, would you, do you have anything else that you would have liked to have known before entering into this? Um, I, yeah, no, not really. I guess, I don't know, maybe just, being more aware of how the drugs can affect you mentally. Are you sure that just isn't you day to day? No, but it, it, yeah, it's just sort of one of those things you need to, I think, prepare yourself for the challenges that you're going to face from the, you know, the injections and all the hormones and yeah, the emotional, emotional toll that it can take and just be really, prepared for that you need to go into this feeling strong and ready for whatever will come and you know if you're if you're not feeling strong then it's going to be really tough so you want to be you literally want to be that 100% version of yourself yeah you want to be in like peak everything peak physical peak mental peak everything I mean peak physical is tough you know you don't need to be some sort of like athlete to be doing IVF but you want to be in the best happy place emotionally and physically yeah if you can because yeah like you said it takes a toll on you emotionally and physically emotionally and mentally mentally and physically I don't know I've lost my words but either way it takes a toll yeah so look that's the questions that we'll answer for this week and uh, we'll, we'll get, get to some, plenty get to more. There's so many, week. so, so many more that we'll get to. But uh, just taking a look back at our last episode and last time we caught up, if you haven't listened or tuned in, you should. No, I'm joking. If you didn't tune into episode four, we will quickly catch you up. We have had our first frozen embryo transfer and we actually recorded a little conversation between us, dear. In the car. In the car. Straight we, after. Straight after the, the frozen MB transfer. And we mm. have it right here in the palm of our hands for you to have a listen. How did it go? Oh, my gosh, it was so quick. <laughs> I was actually expecting it to be take a lot longer. And it was definitely not as painful as the IUI. Like, it actually wasn't painful at all. That's good. I don't know if it's got to do with the, the doctor, doctor yeah. or, I mean, I guess they were both sort of doing the same thing, so it seems strange. Like, you know how last time she's like, okay, you're going to feel a very strong cramp, and that's when I'm into your cervix. cervix. Yeah. And that felt like someone was grasping my insides and ripping them out. Mm. Well, that definitely didn't happen with this. There was nothing. There was no pain. So it was great. And it was quick and easy and they showed me our embryo and um, she's like, "Mm, it's going to look a little deflated because uh, they dehydrate them to freeze them. And I was like, what? Is it okay? She's like, no, no, it'll just slowly rehydrate itself. And 
and it had some like cells around it and she's like oh it will slowly just discard any cells it doesn't want I was like okay um and then yeah he just what did it clamped like? me just looked like a circle with it in a circle mm. and then How interesting yeah and then he put it in and then he had to check that he put it in which is odd I found like because I guess it's so small and they just put it on the tip of an oh. instrument and they probably like they, they said they put it in me in an air bubble oh right okay yeah so I could actually see the air bubbles on the screen he's like there it is um and but you oh, can't so like actually a see the video that. screen that you watch it yeah on. that's pretty cool um but yeah it it was all good and then I've just got to wait now to not this Friday next Friday which is going to be the hardest two weeks of my life it's the two week wait yes so here we are the two week wait the TWW as one of the many acronyms that are on the IVF web help sites, everything, you'll soon find out that there's a thousand acronyms, TWWs, ETUs, or I don't know. You've, what. you've actually been um, nick- re-nicknaming all the drugs all that the I drugs. have to take. Yeah, we'll tell you about those nicknames shortly. They are <laughs> some of my finest work. <laughs> Indeed. The two-week wait. Now, you had been taking... What are they called? The suppositories. suppositories. My progesterone. You didn't actually come up with a nickname for that. No. The prosies. Oh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was, yeah, taking a lot of the suppositories, I think one a night or two a night. No, one a night. And in they, the lead up. In the lead up and, yeah, after the embryo transfer. And they really started to mess with my emotions and more so than usual <laughs> I think I'm quite well I do you know what I've never I haven't been on the pill f- since I was about 17 I think I took the pill for a year of my life so I've never really taken a lot of hormones or messed with my hormones so it was I think I just don't know what that feels like and it was a bit weird like it just I felt so out of control is the only way to describe it and I mean it was during COVID that it was happening and you're at work every day and my sister said to me, she was like, you know, and everyone says it, everyone says it all the time, like the one word of advice, like don't think about it. Like you've had the transfer now, just don't just even think about it. Just, just try and relax and don't think about it. Which and is just which impossible. Is, I don't know the, why people bother <laughs> saying it. Try and relax. Like you can't relax. You're this, literally just thinking 24-7, am I going to grow a child? It's all I thought about. Like I cannot even explain it. And because I, I was at home, I tried to keep myself busy. I mean, I, I was, was constantly texting. I'm like, babe, babe, how are you going? What are you doing? <laughs> you were. You were very helpful in that regard. But I basically became an avid gardener. I repotted every plant in our house. So many plants. We now live <laughs> in, in a jungle. In a jungle. Which you're not a fan of, but I love. And I love you. <laughs> And that is the most important thing. <laughs> exactly. But that wasn't the only thing I was doing. I mean, I was just trying to keep really busy that entire time. So I was, you know, going for walks. I did a massive wardrobe clean out. I was cooking. I was meditating. The cooking I enjoyed. That was great. I was really loving that part of this whole busy yeah, situation. Cooking big, clean, healthy meals. Um, and 
I was also doing a lot of acupuncture, um, which you did. Yeah, you spoke about that in the last episode too. But like this was, it got like yeah, I was, doing it more often. I was now. doing it, yeah, with Jeff twice a week, um, and he was putting he put me on some herbs that I was taking morning and night, which, which you love. Oh my. Do I love <laughs> very strong word? Cannot wait for you to have to take I'm these. I'm not going to need them because these the swimmers <laughs> are just going to take one look at my ovaries and go, "Bang, you're pregnant." <laughs> Bang, really? Yep. That's going to happen. Okay. Well, look, I touch wood and hope that that does happen because I don't want to have to spend what we're spending on me <laughs> on you. You're like a Gucci handbag. <laughs> In the nicest way possible. Isn't that not the best way of saying it? Okay. When it comes to fertility, oh, right. you're a Louis Vuitton. Okay. okay, I'll take that. I don't know how that works. But anyway, the acupuncture is um, has been, I think, has been really great and, and Jeff's pretty amazing. So I decided to make a little recording on at my last session with him and asked him a couple of questions in the middle of me getting needled. So here you go. Have a listen. Firstly, I guess um, most people are really interested to know what are the actual benefits of getting acupuncture for fertility? Um, I think long and short, the biggest benefit of acupuncture for people trying to get pregnant is that it prepares the uterus um, and give it a good circulation and provide the sufficient nutrient for the embryo to grow. Well, we all want a little bit of that. <laughs> Um, okay, so you're putting lots of needles in me right now. And so w when you, you he actually um, hooks up uh, electrodes to the needles. So I kind of wanted to know what is that sort of doing? Um, so traditionally in acupuncture, the practitioner will sit with the patient and they will use their fingers or their wrist to move and manipulate the needle in such a way that it increases stimulation to the point and the site of um, body that's being acupunctured. Um, but nowadays we hook the patient up to a, a slight low carbon electrode to boost the stimulation so we can allow the patient to relax in their own privacy. Ah, okay. <laughs> low yeah. stimulant, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like my tummy has a pulse. <laughs> um, and he's also, um, which is part of the acupuncture I actually really enjoy. He's got, a, is that a, the red, the light? What is that, the uh, heat light? It's a... Um, infrared? More like an infrared, but it's magnetized infrared uh, lamp that right. brings circulation. Again, it heats up the body. Um, to prepare um, for better circulation and, and healing if there was any trauma in the in the region. Oh, okay. Well, I, it's, this is that's the part, yeah. one part I, I absolutely love. It's nice and warm and very calming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you've also, um, I guess, given me uh, some herbs that I've been taking over the past month, couple of months. Um, what what are the the herbs? Because I like all in all honesty, they taste revolting, and it's really it's hard to take the morning and night. But I have been very good and have been doing it without fail. <laughs> yeah. um, but what's the benefit of the herbs? Well, there's a saying in Chinese that uh, bitter medicine makes good medicine. So if it tastes good, maybe it's just candy. <laughs> um, but going back to the remedies that you are taking, so classically they're about. 50 to 80 different remedies that people use to help them um, 
for during pregnancy or before pre preconception, and in your case, if we're trying to um, to get better blood flow into uh, your uterus and to remove any stagnation. So sometimes, especially people who have clots in their men's during their menstrual cycle, it means that there's a lot of stagnant, stagnant blood in the body. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to break it down and allow better blood flow. Um, when you think about growing a plant from seedling, you, know, you don't want to have rocks or pebbles. And these clots act as rocks and pebbles in the uterus and it stops circulation, even moisture or heat to, to, to be transferred into the embryo for it to grow. Oh, right. Well, I have, you've pointed that out. I've got quite terrible circulation. So um, I think all of what you're doing is, I think, very beneficial. So that was my session, my acupuncture session with Jeff. Which you love and you love the herbs that he takes you home with. Uh, like I said before, love is a very strong word. I don't really love love the needles. They do the- smell pretty rank. So whatever they are, I hope they're working. But during that time, yeah, I was, you know, doing the acupuncture, but I was yeah, feeling pretty lonely. I guess I don't know what other women are doing, but I have pulled back quite substantially on what training I'm doing. I mean, they don't necessarily say stop training, but I know when I was taking the needles and things that there's they they recommend you not getting your um, body temperature, body temperature yeah, up too right. high. So I mean, after the embryo transfer, I guess I'm just you just I was just nervous about like I scared to go for a run, scared to like jump around. I can't exercise. I'm scared. Please. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> Any excuse Any not excuse. to train. <laughs> no. I, well, look, I, I don't know. I, so I was just going for big walks, which I, I really liked. And as well, you know, I find that walking and walking to water and stuff, I've always said this for years and years and years, has been something that I find really quite therapeutic. So, you know, I was just trying to keep, keep myself in that really uh, sound state of mind. But – I think we got th- – how long did we get in before you took the first pregnancy test? Oh, I think it was just three days. Great. <laughs> I lasted about three days. And if, I mean, f- I, like I'm completely opposed to taking pregnancy tests that early, but I've given up at this point. But, but in, honest, honestly though, I did admit to you that I had bought them. Like I didn't – I could have lied and just taken them. It did cross my I mind. I would have found them, let's be honest, yeah. amongst but the I But I did cross my mind. I was like – I could just do this in secret and not upset Haley, but I was like, no, like I, I want to be honest with you with this. So it's very nice. Baby. I just, but and it's, it's good. It's great. I think it's great you were honest. I it kind of helped because I was like, well, this is where she's at. She is taking these pregnancy tests. I sort of braced myself for whatever result that you would come up with, like that whatever result it was. I would just in my frame of mind, I was like, I don't believe it until we get the test. The, the phone the, the call from test, the blood test. The phone call. Like I, I'm sort of one of those people that leaves it up until the, the very definitive moment that we absolutely know we are not pregnant, whereas you're you're completely different. Yeah. I mean, I guess from my perspective, it was kind of like easing, if it was to be a negative, it was just easing the blow because each test that I did, and I was doing them every day, every um, day. in the lead up, basically each negative that I got – as much as I was upset about it, it was like softening the blow each day because I was taking a little bit of that sadness. So it wasn't just like one giant hit of sadness. And I think it wasn't until uh, like, I think it was three days before we got 
I was to have my blood test for the for the actual result that I got really quite like I'd taken the test and it was negative and I was like just having a really tough day and I I took it upon myself to do an Instagram post and sort of elude I guess I thought I was being like alluding to the fact that we were going through IVF but it, I guess it, it well I basically said we were and at the time didn't really think about the fact that I had just with had done it without discussing it with you and just kind of announced um, it to the world. You said I remember you saying it's because you felt like you were lonely that you did this. Yeah, that on that that which particular, it kind of cut me because I'm like, hello, <laughs> I'm here. I know, and I, I that's I've said that to you. Like, I really don't want for me saying that I feel lonely on this journey. I don't want it to be something that makes you feel like in any way, shape, or form that you're not a part of this or that you're being an inadequate partner or support person it is for anyone that's going through this it's just so incredibly lonely because you are I guess alone with your body with your mind with your own thoughts and it's kind of like your body is reacting a certain way and is it are you falling pregnant is it not is it letting you down is it not is it you know it's it and as much as it's you you with got a partner you're doing it with it just feels bloody lonely and on that particular day, I was just really struggling and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I just took it, I don't know, I don't know why I did it. I just took it upon myself to put, do the post and in all honesty, it was an incredible thing that I did because it, I got so many responses from so many women telling me about their own journeys and what they've been through. And on that day when I was really struggling and feeling really low, it was so helpful because mm. It made me feel so much less alone and really put what we have been through in perspective. And in all honesty, like we are really only at the very start of our journey and haven't really suffered anything too traumatic. Like what these, some of these women have gone through is utter, like so much trauma, like miscarriages. Women are just incredible. It's so resilient and so incredible, and just keep going back for more, even after so, so much trauma. Well, anyway, let's, let's circle back to the fact that you just said we. So, <laughs> you you're saying we are on this journey, um, but in that in that point of time, you were feeling a little bit lonely, and it was sort of felt like it was just you and your world. And I was at work when you decided to post that you were that we were doing fertility treatment. Um, and it was, I, I'm just sort of, you know, putting, um, setting the scene, I guess, for where I was when this post went up. Um, I was at work and I, at this point in time, we'd only told close family and friends. And I remember I was sitting at my desk and my phone exploded in a sense that I was getting messages from my cousins, sorry, aunties, <laughs> uncles being like, oh my goodness, you're trying for a baby. I was like, what uh it was quite fun and I was and then I remember thinking I like looked and I was like what are they talking about and I looked at my phone I'm like oh no what has wifey done (laughs) I'm sorry I was like okay so she's having a tough day how do I deal with this I remember like turning to my friend being like Okay. But you were you were you were upset. You were really upset that I'd well, yeah, I taken mean, this step. Like, well, I, no, it's a what, huge what thing. Did you say I was upset. Like, like it's not like I yelled or screamed. I actually no, went about no. it. Like, 
I remember sitting there going, okay, shit, what do I do? Like, no, you were, you were, you said you, you were really hurt by the fact that I'd made this decision on like without talking to you about it. And, and I completely think that that is so valid because it is a huge, huge thing to just announce it. And I, and I'm just so apologetic because at that point in time, and I only claim that fault of, being on all those drugs because <laughs> I was not drugs I was not of sane state of mind I don't think I was just in this like cloudy world of just like fertility drugness I don't even know I so think, I think I was just upset because well hurt I guess in a way that you know I'm not like there's only so much I can do. Like I am watching you go through this and, yes, I'm, you know, stabbing you with needles. It's not like I'm the best person in the world through this. Like I'm trying to be there for you and – but I guess you – I kind of feel like I'm not part of it sometimes because it is just you going through that – all those emotions. So when I saw you – like that you put the post up, I was like, do I even exist right now? Like I was trying to – and it, yeah, so yeah, it definitely cut deep and I can see how that would get in the middle of, you know, a lot of relationships like, you know, straight. I mean, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do what I did. So I am um, so like I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. As no, I really I, can't. And, well, we spoke about it and, it, and, you know, it was a really calm conversation because I first spoke to a friend at work and I was like, um, so Fee's done this. I also had people at work being like, oh, my gosh, you're going on a fertility <laughs> journey. How congratulations. I was like, mm, I'm really thrilled. Thank you. <laughs> but I um, but I, I remember turning to my friend being like, how do I broach this with Fee without upsetting her? Because she is on a lot of hormones right now and I kind and of want to survive. And potentially it. a bun in the oven that we want to keep in said oven without <laughs> upsetting said oven. <laughs> I was like, um, but – yeah, she was. She actually had great advice. She just said, "Try what you know, get through tonight, and then just come home. Sit, you know, be together for a bit, and then maybe just broach it really gently." And I think I did a, yeah. quite a good job. I just yeah. said that I felt a little bit like I was an outside thought in all of this when I was actually, and I was con- like through this this whole two week wait, like I was. Tech, you know, texting you, checking in on you, be like, yeah. how are you feeling? What are you up to? Because I knew it was hard because I was going to work every day and you were going, you were stuck at home or, you know, having to hang out with my family every day, which they you are know, amazing. It's <laughs> love okay. them dearly. Love your mum and dad. Love walking with Shaz. She's the best. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I kind of felt like in that moment, I was like, wow, I really am an outside thought. But, you know, you know, like I also know that you're going through all this craziness inside your body so I was like I've got to see it from both sides yeah but we um that was a fun little sort of discussion we got through it we spoke about it yeah we you know and you know what in all honesty like I'm glad you know I'm not it could have definitely been done better but we know that and but I'm glad that you had the response that you did because I felt like it certainly helped you realise there are so, so many women going through fertility journeys. Well, it really helped us be more committed to this podcast because, yeah, it's about women sharing their stories and, and, yeah, helping women feel less alone basically. So it had a positive, babe. (laughs) It it did, yeah, it certainly did. I think, um, yeah, look, for what, you know, for – Regardless of how it happened, I think it was – it made you feel better and at the, and that, that point in time that was good. You know, that's what yeah. mattered. You needed to feel a bit better and like you said, you were feeling lonely. 
But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, after that you sort of realised, okay, well, I'm not alone in doing this. There are a lot of women out there. I yeah. think it was actually, did you join that Facebook group then? I did, yeah. I think it yeah. was around that the time. I've, I think it's IVF support, Australia support IVF or something and like that. And it was that. interesting. <laughs> Funnily enough, after I did that post, I actually had a lot more friends kind of reach out to me and sort of tell me their stories and mm. friends that I had no idea that they had been through some really tragic things this is in terms thing. of like, trying to – No one talks to, about it. No one does talk about it. Like I guess – I mean I can understand why because it is a really – like depending on the, the um, you know, their journey, it would be really tough to talk about. Yeah. You know, there's certain things like you – know, Well, I was thinking – I was actually thinking about it today in terms of this podcast and what we're planning on doing. You know, we're going to be broadcasting our journey. And look out – this – I was thinking about it. Well, if, you know, it could get really tough for for me, for Mm. us at any point to talk about certain things because it might be like bang smack a day or a day after, you know, some really – terrible news or you know we don't know what what lies ahead and Mm. I yeah I guess it's just one of those things like we just have to wait and see what happens touch wood it's we have a I mean look you're always hoping for the best journey so but the whole point of this is to be as honest as possible and hope and you know this whole journey's you know down the track we're going to talk to a lot of friends of ours um you know about their journeys and things like that because Look, let's be honest, we can only talk to each other for so long. <laughs> You're going to get sick of the sound of our voices. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but let, going back to where we were, you, you'd done the post. It was probably a couple of days before we were due to be yeah. tested. Um, yeah. And then um, and then obviously I continued to <laughs> take pregnancy tests up until the night before. Yeah. And I took one the night before and I think you – it was a negative again – that's and when it definitely hit me then. But you, 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 bless you, you were like, you actually got onto the Instagram, the, the Facebook, Facebook group and you were asking people if there's a negative reading the night before the blood test, like is there any any hope and people were saying mm, not really and oh. yeah, it was tough because was I, tough. I kind of yeah. I feel like you just like I'm desperate, I was desperate for just that one last piece of Little like. Little glimmer of hope, hope. yeah. And it's sort of weird because it's like this two-week wait sucks but in a way it's like this hope period where you, you just – you still have hope. For me, I know, I, I guess I still have this all this hope throughout the whole thing and it's almost harder after it knowing the result because like before you're like, oh, I still got hope, still could, still could be pos- positive, you know, but then you find See, out. I feel like I need to get that attitude because I'm so pessimistic about the whole – like I don't want to get my hopes up because it's just terrifying. I guess it's just all different how everyone mm. – that's the thing. Like you sort of brace yourself for for the worst whereas I am sort of of the mindset I'll just keep being positive and, you know, the letdown – if I get let down, I get let down. Yeah. You know, but that's just life. Mm. But, yeah, that, that sort of night before test which – is sort of the night that they that the actual doctors say you probably can test and be base your result on that test. It'd be the most realistic yeah. result. Um, but yeah, that that sort of hit me, and I, I yeah, like you said, I I sort of posted on the group, and I was like desperate for some sort of glimmer of hope, but I knew that it was negative, and I don't know, I like 
we kind of just, I remember we sort of just sat there and watched a bit of TV and just chilled and. Well, I guess it, until I got the actual blood test the next day, like we, there was always, it was not like the It wasn't definitive until you get that blood test. Yeah. And then the next day I had a lot of appointments I was running around to and then. I don't know why you booked so many appointments on the day that we're supposed to find out if we're pregnant. I was trying to keep busy. So so I was actually at a fitting to have new running shoes and orthotics fitted and I got the phone call from the nurses and they um, they were like, you know, are you able to talk? And I sort of looked around and the guy was there looking at me and I was like, sure, just sort of turned my back on him. And she said, you know, unfortunately the embryo hasn't taken. And I said, oh, okay. I said, I, I kind of knew we, we did a test last night. And she said, oh, well, you know, go home and have a wine. I said, oh, don't worry, I'll be having several. <laughs> And then I obviously, I, I don't know, I did something probably pretty stupid. Um, I then texted Haley and said um, it hasn't worked because I was the guy that was doing my fitting was kind of loitering and wanted to get back to the fitting. Your so, shoe, is this your shoe fitting? Is that yes, where you were? Yeah. So you're and getting your new runners fitted and you've just texted me. It yeah. hasn't worked. Because, okay, in fairness to me, in fairness to what my mentality behind texting you the results was because if the situation was reversed, I would be sitting there on the edge of my seat waiting for the results and I would want to know those results as soon as possible. I wouldn't want to wait for a phone. If, if you were in but, a meeting, I would rather just get a quick text going, it didn't work it, or whatever. But like you got to – the difference is I'm at work. I know that you've gone to a thousand appointments. I knew that you were at a shoe fitting and you've just texted me. It hasn't worked. And I'm thinking what hasn't worked? Your shoes don't fit what's happening, what's going on. I'm just like so confused as to what hasn't worked. Like it had been, it was in the afternoon. You had, you know, I hadn't seen you since the morning. I was sort of was waiting to like hear from you. You've been texting me a little bit about your daily appointments and things like that. And all I got was it hasn't worked. And I'm like, what's she talking about? Like, like what hasn't worked? What like I was sort of just because I guess my mind was sort of still with the fact that you were racing around like a headless truck going to all these appointments. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and you're like. We're not pregnant. I was like, oh, okay. In text message this is. And you like. Yeah, you were just like, I would have much rather a phone call. 100%. Well, I know for next time. <laughs> that you do. <laughs> Noted. Noted. <laughs> uh, but we, um, what do I think we, oh, that was a Friday. So we did end up having a couple of wines. We did, wine and cheese. Because it's wine and cheese Fridays, most Fridays. In the Willis household. It is yes, a at Haley's parents' house we weekly, do wine and cheese. A weekly Friday tradition that we do. Yes, it's um, delicious. It is great. It's great. But it, it actually probably was probably the best um, outcome yeah. for that, you know, for that day. Yeah. Um, to be around family. I feel like your mum probably took it the worst oh. out of all of us. She actually had to spend the afternoon on the couch. I think she was quite upset about the whole <laughs> it's like situation. Mom had, it's like mum had had the embryo transfer or something. She's like, oh, Poor just Shaz wailing on the couch. <laughs> Far out. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I disappointed her. But anyway, that's. Oh, she's going to have to get used to it. I know. It's who knows what's going to happen. We don't know. That's the problem. I try and, you know, I try and warn her that these things can happen. She spends an afternoon on the couch, like sulking. I'm like, mom, <laughs> this is, this is, I told you this could have happened. I feel like she's just wait. She's so desperate for me to, for us to fall pregnant. Because Mainly because she wants to retire. She wants to retire. She's like, the second you fall, that's it. I'm retiring. I'm <sighs> like, Perfect. Babysitter up the road. Great. Yeah, great. Great. 
But uh, I guess that sort of wrapped up our, our two-week wait. Which How was our two-week wait? Unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't work for us this time, but there's always next time. And in the next episode, if you tune in, you'll hear why we actually took a month off trying and, yes. you know, what our reasons were behind that. So stay tuned, subscribe, like, all that and the rest, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.